where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. This is not a time to get distracted. And this is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the the Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. We thank God for what the Lord is doing. Thank, thank the Lord how that he's blessing. Amen. How that he's fulfilling his word. Amen. In spite of what the devil is doing, and I'm telling you, the devil, he's slick in that he's watering down a lot of things. Things that we used to stand for, things that used to stand, we understand it's a new Time and time changes and thing changes. We understand that. But it's sad that we leaving from the foundation of the things that the Lord have blessed us to get to. It's kind of like I remember in the 60s, we was marching for equal rights. And in the midst of it, uh we was able to get that and uh, we forgot about where we came from. We forgot about the things. So is it like the children of Israel. It was just how God brought them out of so much caused them to really that would love him, should love him, that they are not loving. They, they love him because they was going through and once the Lord blessed them, with a few things, they forget all about it. And that's what's happening today. Look like we forget about the Lord. And what I mean by forgetting about it, we are not being sincere enough to live the lifestyle that he would ask us to be. Be ye separate, be ye holy, uh, be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abiding in the faith. No, I'm not telling you you need to walk around with a Bible all the time and, and do this and do that and, 
No, I'm not. I'm saying be fully persuaded in your own mind how that you will be the servant of God. Let me get ready to get started. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We praise you. I honor you in all that you're doing. I honor you enabling us to be able to be a part of the fellowship with you. Ask you to lead and guide me in the direction that you would have me to go. Lord, that I might not speak nothing of James Ware, but I speak that which will edify and will cause your people to grab hope to faith and begin to walk according to the pathway that you put before. And God, we just thank you for this opportunity that a door being open enable us to share a word. We thank you for that. I thank you for just allowing me to be a vessel. I ask you to allow me to decrease and you increase that I might not say the things that I believe I feel, but according to what you feel and what you would have them to know. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus to Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. I thank God for you, you, and you. And to those of you that's in the metro Atlanta area, amen, I want you to get a pencil and write down this number and visit. If you don't want to visit him, at least call and talk to him and find out what is he doing. He said his words to me that I do not have church as usual. And from what I understand, he don't have church as usual. So I would say, give him a call, uh, Brother Brunswick. Amen. I call him Dr. Brunswick, but he he preferred to be just called Brother Brunswick, Harry Brunswick. And his number is 404-202-7064. I'm telling you, you need to call him and get some information on fellowship. Just see. Just see is it something that can be that your eyes of understanding might be enlightened. Uh, they have fa- fellowship every Sabbath at uh, 12, I'm sorry, at 11.30. And I would like you to go out and be a part of it. If I was here in Atlanta, I would be uh, visiting him from time to time. Matter of fact, since I'm mentioned there, he have opened the doors up to allow me to come in uh, here in Atlanta. I was looking for a place, and he opened up the doors for me to come. I'll be here the 19th and the 20th of next month uh, with a seminar, two-day seminar. And I assure you, I will say, who is Jesus, the Christ of the Bible? Now, the reason I'm saying that, because everybody got this. Let's see what the Word of God say about it. Not Brother Ware now. Not that I'm so right and everybody else so wrong, but we will see what the Scripture says about him. Who is Jesus, the Christ of the Bible? And I will be doing a seminar that 19th and that 20th. I will be teaching on uh, you, your calling in the Lord, and do you know how God, what God would have you to do? 
Listen, I've been in the ministry come this September, uh, the first Sunday in September, about 43 years that I was a licensed minister. I was ordained in 1980. And you know what? A lot of things we do, we did, I did. I ain't going to say we, because I don't know you. But I was doing because I thought this is what I'm supposed to do. And I thought this was, was the right thing to do. But the truth of the matter is we need to know what the word of God is saying. We need to know what the word, why did God call you? Why did God chose you for such a time as this? Why were you born for such a time as this? You know, you could have been born when your mama or your granddaddy, you could have been in that generation. But God had a purpose that he wanted you to be born now for this time. So he have a purpose, and I'm telling you, everything Open up to me. I tried to even, I pastored a church for 30 years. 30 years. And looked like we would start up, go down. Start up, go down. And until I began to uh, realize what the calling and what God had for me, then would I, could I receive the blessings of God and to know that I'm in the realm of God. I'm, I'm telling you, that means something. So I'll be doing a seminar there at 15 Blaylock Street on the uh, 19th and the 20th. And I'll tell you more about the 21st if time goes on. Uh, but those two nights, I assure you, it will be a blessing to you. You need to make your way out. You need to put it on your calendar now. So next month you won't say, well, brother, well, I had so much to do and I just didn't realize it. And uh, I, I, I wanted to come out. I, I want to meet some of you. Amen. I thank God for the, my new callers and the peoples that I'm meeting in this era. Amen. God have expanded my borders. And I thank God for that. Not that I'm so this or so that. No, I'm not. I'm still brother where. But I thank God what God is doing in my life. Amen. I make it a point to come this way on uh, Thursday because it's a blessing. God is blessing. Faithfulness means something, believers. I know, I know we're not talking about man. See, we're looking at man thing. Yeah, if I got in the organization and followed this and followed that, then... Yes, you can say, I'm moving on up. No, 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 no. It ain't about me moving on up. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's about me knowing that I'm in the will of God and seeing people's being saved, delivered, and set free. Not of James Ware. No, ma'am. No, sir. Because I'm not able to do anything. And most of the time when you see this stuff that these people are doing, it's a show. It, they, they show they, they uh, if they don't have a crowd, they don't have the the lights and the cameras on them, and the microphone in them. They they can't do nothing. But the moment they come on, they, we like mobile stars, and and that's their business. I'm not trying to deal with that. I'm only saying that it's time now for us to do the real thing, to find out your calling, find out your purpose. Don't live your whole life not knowing your purpose. 
not knowing the direction that God had for you, not knowing, don't die an old woman or old man and say, I didn't know what God wanted me to do. So I just read my Bible and I went to this church and I went to that church. Folks, that, that's not joy. That's not serving him and that's not having life and that more abundantly. This is what I had to find out the hard way. You run into somebody, you ain't going to find no person where you would find them, but the majority of the people uh, know that I was a strict. Uh, you didn't do it my way. Uh, guess what? I thought you was wrong and would put you in Hades. But then when God opened up my understanding, when God allowed me to go forth and to do things, he allowed me to do different. He allowed me to see that he's the one do the calling. He's the one that do the chosen. Not James Ware, but I just ministered the word and let him do the rest. Amen. So look, make your way out or either give him a call. As I say, Brother Brunswick, 404 202 7064. And ask him the question that you would like and want to know me. Those of you in the metro area only. Amen. The rest of you in Louisiana, Mississippi, whatever, just I thank God for you. Trust me, I'll be there. I'll be, once I leave Atlanta uh, in September, October, I'll be headed your way. Amen. We'll believe in God for great things. I am. I'm believing God to bless in the areas that we can't even imagine. All right? Today, I want to talk to you briefly on the, in the book of Luke, the eighth chapter, and around the... Whoa, I want to go around the, I, I, I don't want to deal with that. I want to go further over here. Yeah, and uh, sure, a whole lot of you heard, I'm, I'm not going to read about Jabbers um, that was going, Jesus was going to heal his daughter. I'm going to drop down to uh, the eighth chapter and the 40, uh, Third verse, and a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which has spent all her living upon her physician, neither could be healed of any, came and be uh, behind him and touched the borders of the, his garment. And immediately, her issue of blood uh, was dried up, was ceased. It stopped. It began no more. She was looking for it, but all of a sudden, it wasn't no more. All right, 45th verse. And Jesus said, who touched me? Uh, and when all denied Peter, that <laughs> Peter and they that were with him, said, Master, the multitude are together of uh, thee, and press thee. And thou said, Thou who touched me? Wait a minute. You mean to tell me, in plain, super talk, all these people around you, 
and the people's all around you and it's crowded and then you worrying about who touch you. It's a whole lot of people don't touch you. Now that's the way Peter and the rest of the disciples was looking at it. Why would you even ask such a question? Who touched me? I mean, it don't make sense. Uh, but 46th verse said, and Jesus said, somebody has touched me. And I perceive that the virtue is gone out of me. Then the woman saw she saw, uh, was not here. Okay. And came trembling and fell down before him. And she declared unto him before all the peoples from what caused she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her daughter, be a good uh, comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. I'm going to stop right there for right now. And I want you to focus on uh, this thought, just this thought. And the reason I say I want you to focus on this thought because, see, a whole lot of people is missing the thought. It says, listen, when using of the word, listen, when you begin to look at the situation, you are just not anybody. You are somebody if you are in the faith. You're not just anybody. When we look at it, we say, well, I'm just somebody. I'm just anybody. No, no, no. Uh, anybody didn't get healed. See, the anybody was pressing him, was pressing him and was bumping into him. But that somebody. See, when you become somebody in the faith, not somebody in people's eyes. See, I, I, I'm not worrying about being somebody in man's eye. Because, see, when you somebody in man's eye, they just last for a little while. That's why everybody, you see singers. They come on the scene, they hot one minute, and the next minute they, they out of sight because another singer. The preachers come on the scene, they sow this, they sow that. That don't last, believers. That won't last. And the reason I say it won't last is because if you check it out, there have been many great preachers that came through, but they had to leave. They had to die. They had to, somebody else came with a better message. Somebody else came with a, a different direction. And all of a sudden, it didn't mean nothing. But when you have been touched, Okay, and you touch the master when somebody, you being somebody, then it's a different point of view. What you mean? Now, let's, let's, let's just deal with this lady before we deal with the other stuff. Number one, you got to understand, this woman was in bad shape. I mean, she just wasn't just uh, lingering. She was in bad shape. She was in bad shape, better than we can recognize 
what kind of condition she was in. Some of you can be in the same condition. It may not be that you are bleeding from your body. You see, it may not be that. It may not be that you having this problem and that problem. See, I know what it is to have this problem and that problem and then have to believe God for a healing in that situation. But no, 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 no. We're talking about she was in a little bit worse than that. Because you know that when she came, when Jesus was on the earth, when Jesus was walking physically on the earth, we had 613 laws. And those brotherings that uh, uh, taught, teach you, they will tell you it was 613 laws and uh, commandments that you had to be obedient. Matter of fact, when I did a little research in the book of Leviticus, one of the laws, the main law on in the book of Leviticus was when a woman, special a woman or a man, but a man we're speaking about when a woman is being uh, bleeding in that turn. I'm trying to fix it up the right way. She is considered to be unclean. So if you considered to be unclean, you couldn't go in the house of God. Now, I know, I know we got different rules and regulation. Now we got folks setting up and they, you know, going for it. But uh, back in the day, when Christ, before Christ came, you had 613 laws. When people say you're trying to keep the law, that's what they are talking about. Those are the Mosaic laws. Those are the commandments and the spin-off from the commandments and so on and so on. But in that particular time, she couldn't go to church, number one. That's number one thing. She couldn't go there because if she's constantly bleeding, if she's constantly passing blood, they automatically said you're unclean. So the number, that's number one. Number two, she couldn't have too many friends because, you know, come on now. Uh, if she wasn't married, she sure wasn't going to get married because the man going to say, uh-uh, no way, Jose. You know, why? Because of the fact she's in bad shape. Not only was she in bad shape, that with her friend, she had spent money going from doctor to doctor to doctor. And let me tell you something, young folk. I know when we young, we seem invincible. Because we don't go to the doctor, don't have, don't worry about health insurance, don't worry about none of that and all that. It's because of the fact that we are in a condition that we really feel that, hey, I'm on, I, I, I got plenty of life, you know. But what happens is if you've been sickly all your life and this woman, the Bible says she spent all her money. Now, wait a minute. Let's, let's take that a step further. When you ain't got no money, guess what? You ain't got too many friends. Now, we can fix it up and say, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of friends. Uh, you might have a couple of people that hang around you, but that's it. You don't have a lot of friends. You know why? You don't have a lot of friends because you ain't got money. You can't buy them. They looking for you to give them this and give you that. Oh, I, I don't listen. I know what it's like to have, and I know what it's like to not have. As Paul was saying, I've been there. I, I, I've been living the lifestyle 
that the peoples that was around me, I was, could bless them, could give them. And everybody, you got friends then, you got the peoples around you. But what about when you're not able to do what? To do that. You're not able to give. You're not able to be around, uh, have money to give your friends. You know, even in the world, when you are in the world, you set up uh, the bar. Y'all go out, uh, whatever, you, you, I got this. You go out to eat dinner. Don't worry about it. Give me the check. Y'all want to go on a trip? Come on. I got this. Been there, done that. But when you don't have money, when you don't spend all your money trying to get healed, and, you know, you got these religious peoples, too. The religious people's going to say, honey, you must have did something wrong. Because I'm telling you, God been on you and, and Lord been trying to uh, tell you something and you ain't listening. Honey, you keep bleeding like that. I know that ain't nothing but the devil. You need to obey God. You know, you know how we do. So guess what? She didn't have no money. So when you don't have no money, you ain't got too many friends. And then, you know, I went to every doctor. And, you know, when you've been sick all your life, believers, you know what we say? Oh, we say, well, you know, Lord, I really just prepare to go home. I just want to go home. I don't want to be no burden. And I'm gonna, after the break, I'm going to get more into this to let you understand what I'm saying. When you somebody then God can honor you. He didn't have to call the woman's name, but she was somebody. And since she was somebody, he was willing to know that that made you something special. You know what made you special? Because you're somebody. When you wasn't, when you're just anybody, you wasn't special. But when you become somebody, you become special. Why? Because you have a job, you have a calling, you have some purpose to fulfill. And that's what we're missing it at, folks. We don't got caught up in our denomination, our religion. We don't got caught up in our, what we feel, what we think about this and how that our way is the best way. Listen, I believe that the commandments of God is yet true. I want you to understand this. I believe that wholeheartedly that this the commandments of God is yet true, every one of them, not just I'm talking about the 10 that God wrote with his own finger. Now, I ain't talking about the 613 because Jesus died and, and nailed it to the cross in order for us to be able to live that. But what I'm trying to get you to understand today is that you need to understand God called you to be somebody. And when you are somebody, you are special. That's right. You're special. You can be healed. You can be delivered. See, when you anybody, you just get the, in the crowd with everybody. You know how we go to this church. We want to brag on this church. want to brag on this organization. We got folks bragging on organizations, bragging on the church, and they know it ain't right. But they'll continue to go. They'll continue to brag on it because that make them anybody. They, they part of anybody. Amen. So when you are part of 
just something. You're just anybody. You ain't nothing. Oh, yeah, you may be something in the sight of somebody else, but that don't last long. You ever notice that the friends that you have, they're around you for a little while? All right, let me go into uh, a break. I'll be right back in a couple of minutes. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. Please call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, welcome back, Brother Ware. are back. Truly, we are standing in the need to hear from some of you. Amen. It would be a blessing to hear from some of you that we hadn't heard from. And I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to meeting some of you that we haven't met when we come and be in a seminar on the 19th and 20th of next month. I'm believing God for a high time in him. Amen. Not, again, not that I know so much, but I'm doing what the Lord have told me to do. All right. As she said, question or comment, telephone number is 404-355-8699. Question or comment, 404-355-8699. Be more than happy Amen to try to answer your question. Now, let me, let me get back to her this later in the reading I use that. First of all, Jesus wasn't even uh, trying to minister to her. See, you ever notice people want you to come, let me minister to you. Come, let me pray for you. This woman's faith, she believed it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. She couldn't see, she couldn't, uh, I mean, she saw within herself. This had nothing to do with Jesus appetizing and saying, I'm this, I'm that. But be from past experience or hearing, 
She said, you know what? If I could just touch the hem of his garment. Now, like I said, everybody else was touching him. And that's why Peter now was so amazed. How in the world are you worrying about somebody touching you? But in the midst, this woman touched with a different touch. And that's what I'm trying to get you all to understand today. We can go according to shallow, shot down uh, holiness, uh, church of God, uh, seven-day Adventist. We can go according to them, folks. But look at the situation. The only thing we are doing is getting people together for a few moments. And after the peoples are together for a few moments, then what comes? They still having divorces. Uh, 87%. I was shocked to find that the believers, the so-called Christian, was divorcing at 87% uh, that get married. I was shocked to understand that the people, that the children, look how many uh, you saints, you believers, got children that's going the opposite way because of the fact, you said, well, wait a minute now, brother, where I raised my child in a way. No, you didn't. Because, yeah, well, you know, the Bible say when they are uh, a child, that you raise them up, they will depart, but they will come back. Listen, when we really reared, I can say me, I ain't going to even deal with you. If I had a really reared my children in the fear of God, it's just a certain thing that they wouldn't do. Oh, yeah, they different now I, because they was brought up in a religious home. But I'm saying if I didn't have the religion in front of me from the beginning and I had salvation according to the word of God and I, I had that in line, then guess what? They would have had to fear God. Certain things they just wouldn't do. Certain things, listen to me, believer. Some of us, okay, some of us done read the Bible, done got out on your knees and prayed, done talk about, Lord, take this from me, take that from me. That sounds good. And the only thing you're doing is trying to uh, play games, basically trying to get his sympathy. You're not trying to be delivered from nothing. I was talking to some friends, and they was talking about uh, some eating habits. And I told him, I said, you know what? Y'all don't convince me. Now, mind you, I eat according to Leviticus 11 chapter. I don't teach that as a demand, but I've been eating like that over 30 years. According to Leviticus 11 chapter, uh, I don't eat pork. I don't eat shrimp. I don't eat all that other stuff and so on. But I don't teach that as salvation. I, I believe that as putting oil in the right place in my car. My truck, putting the right kind of gas in my truck, that's all I teach on that. But let me tell you something. I still did not, I was more into religion. And that's why we're missing it, folks. We are teaching our children religion, just like we are in the world. Well, you know, brother, well, you don't want to get them uh, so dumb to the world till they don't know about I mean, they don't know how to react in the world. Listen, the Bible said, come out from among the world and be ye separate. Now, I, if I had to know what I know now, I would make sure to cram it in. We'll put more emphasis. Think about this, folks. 
And I know him. And you say, well, you, I thought you were talking about touching. Let me show you touching Jesus' garment. When you put emphasis on your child uh, reading a scripture, talking to the Lord, understanding salvation of God, just as well as you teach them making A's and B's in school. We more emphasis is put on that, them making A's and B's and passing than they are quoting scripture. Right now, the average child, the average adult, forget the child, the average adult that say they love the Lord cannot even quote the books of the Bible. And yet we say, well, what do what the papers are learning the books of the Bible? Listen, when you, uh, those of you that have a weapon, when you bought your gun, you had to learn how to shoot it, put the bullets in it, how to hold it, so on and so on. You did that. Why? Because it served no purpose. Uh, those of you that don't believe in a gun, you had a knife. You still had to learn. You can't hold the knife backwards because you'll cut your own hand. You learned how your parents say when you pass a knife, you pass it in a particular way. Why? Because you didn't want to hurt nobody else. Guess what? We put all of the emphasis on the natural thing. But yet then we look at our children and say, well, I don't know where I went wrong. Well, guess what, sister? You could have went wrong because you didn't allow your husband to be the head of the household. Uh uh, brother, well, you know you're messing up. Yeah, you didn't allow your husband to be the one to pray in first, to praying for the children leading them. Oh, yeah, you might have took them to church because, see, the men didn't want to go to church and the, the mothers would wind up taking the children to church and then they get say, I can't wait to get grown because I'm going to be like my daddy. And then if the men that went to church, uh, we put emphasis on, hey, I done did you a favor, God. I done went to this building. I done spent time in this building. So now, since I spent time in this building, now, I'm through for you for the rest of the week. Now, let me do my thing. Oh, you know why? So we couldn't touch the hem of the garment. We couldn't believe in Christ to be our deliverance. We couldn't touch the hem of the garment to stop the bleeding. Some, and listen to me, some people say that they love God, but how many of you that's willing to fast and pray how many of you willing to begin to fast and pray for your children? Believe God. One thing you can look back at Job, and I'm, I, I know I'm going way off, but Job was willing to pray for his children because he thought some way, somehow, maybe they have sin, and since I have a conviction, I'm going to pray for them. Yeah, a lot of times. The only time we get sincere with our children is when they get sick, when they don't feel good, or when things ain't going right, or when uh, they being bullied or something in school. And, and, and I'm telling you, believers, we got to get a different, we got to understand God called us out. And if he called us out, why can't we separate and be like a called out group of people? When you got drafted, well, they don't draft no more, but when people go into the military, they don't buck against the, the military dress code. How is it that the church now, you go to the church, and the church is looking like the world, and nobody, all of the ministers look like 
the pastor would say something. Sister, you shouldn't come in here like that. Brother, you shouldn't come in here like this. You are not no longer of the world. It's got to be a separation, believers. It's got to be something. I'm still on that. I know I said something about it, but it's sad that we don't want to be separated. We don't want to show the world that we are a different group of people. When you look at Islam, people that's in Islam, uh, that Muslims, when you look at Muslims, you automatically know that they are in a different group. They are a different group because they carry themselves, the women's uh, cover themselves, the men's clean themselves up. I ain't never seen nobody talk, talking about, unless I was preaching in the jail, now, when I was preaching in the jail, yeah, you might see them pull the, uh, got earrings on and pants hanging. But I ain't never seen a real Muslim brother run around here with his pants sagging and say that he following Islam. I, I haven't. I ain't saying it ain't now. I'm just saying I haven't. And only thing I'm trying to get you to understand that God looking for a different, not just in the building. I know that the pastors, I've been there, folks. I know that the pastors looking for numbers. And they looking for numbers because they got to pay the rent. They got to pay the uh, mortgage. They got to pay the light bill. They got to pay the gas bill. They got to, uh, and they got to do this and do that. I understand that. So maybe they might not be able to touch the situation. But what about you that are mothers? What about you that are, are people that say you love the Lord? How is it that you can allow a young lady to come to church, mother, and you don't pull her aside and say, baby, uh, that's not pleasing to the Lord? I'm saying, where is the mother? You know why? Because the mother's trying to be just like the young folk. Uh, uh, the mother's chasing men just like the young girls is chasing men. And then we want God to have mercy on us when we are about to die or when we get sick. The reason that this woman was able to usher the faith is because of her lifestyle. Now, you can say what you want to say because she had to have enough faith to believe that if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Come on now. To somebody else, they'll say, I'm touching his clothes. Everybody else touching the clothes. Ain't nothing happening. So why should I be caught up on just touching his clothes? Because she was somebody. And that's what I'm trying to get you to be today, somebody. And the reason I want you to be somebody, not just anybody, because anybody goes to fellowship. Anybody goes and feel good about giving their little 10%. I pay my tithe, and I'm looking for God to bless me. And because you got a little automobile, got a little money in the bank, got a little this, and you, you don't got the man or got the woman you want, then you com you, you comfortable. But it's got to be more than that, believers. It's got to be a relationship. I don't care what the other pastors are telling you. If you don't have a relationship to believe in the word of God, to study the word of God, to seek out God's will, God's way in your life. Too many people just thinking that it's okay as long. And see, the pastors got people, as I said on last week, it said, got people's a plan, instrument, Ain't save a bit more than nothing. They laughing at the people that shout. They laughing at them. It's a joke to them. Why? Because that person, and they come with their pants hanging down. You don't even require 
Listen, when I was in school, if you was on the basketball team, if you was on the football team, if uh, when I ran track on, on, on Fridays, we had to dress. We had to put a towel. We had to dress up. Why? Because the coach wanted us the people to know that we was different. And how is it now that these guys can come and say, come as you are? Yeah, come as you are. How long are you going to stay as you are? If you convert it, show forth that you are converted. How is it that you're not willing to be different from everybody else? How is it that you can join a crowd of people and say, oh, God is blessed. Oh, the preacher just motivated me. And two hours after you, no, 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 no. Ten minutes after you get out of church, somebody pull in front of you. Then you go to getting upset. And if you ain't careful, you'll be using the same language. Why? Because it's not a relationship. You, you just are anybody. You haven't became somebody. And that woman, we never knew her name. I know some theologians done said this is her name, that I don't listen to that, but we never knew her name. She said, Jesus said, somebody touch me. How is it that you can't move the heart of God anymore that the saints of old was able to move the heart of God? You know why? Because they didn't have all this materialistic stuff. And what, what you're saying, Brother Ware, because I have materialistic thing. No, no, no. Here's what Brother Ware said. You're not taking the word of God serious. You allow, and, and you pastors, allowing the people to come and let them do and let them. You got sisters. I, I Listen to me. I'm sorry. I, I was channel surfing because I don't look at nothing but the little old shows anyway. But I was channel surfing. On the religious stage, it was a, a blonde lady with some jeans on, with rhinestones on a jean, and she, I don't know her name, and I ain't trying to call her name, but she was teaching, and oh, they act like it was such an anointed teacher, and she was saying, I didn't know how to obey my husband until God called me to go out and teach. Come on. And, and then we hoop law for this. Oh, praise God. Oh, she's anointed. And what she did, they just learned how to teach motivational sermons. That's all, just motivation. That's what the, uh, the, the majority of the ministers are doing, going through the Bible and learning how to teach motivational and being uh, jokesters. They want to be a comedian in the pulpit. And that's not getting it, believers. You need to be somebody, somebody that can grab hope to the arm. Um, the horns of the altar of God and get a prayer through. Somebody can quote more than three, John 3, 16 or the 23rd Psalm. You got a relationship. You're learning the word of God. The word of God is becoming a part of you. And when you begin to see that the word of God is becoming a part of you, then you can begin to see your purpose for you being here. So many people are losing out because you're living beneath your privilege. Look at your home life. Look at your family life. Look at your children. Yes, they might have uh, degrees. They might have went through college. They might have went through high school, and they might have graduated. But how is their relationship? I guarantee you, if you ask them to quote you three scriptures that not normally, they, nine times out of ten, they can't do it. You know why? 
because the church ain't teaching them. They go to church, they ain't learning that. It, they want to motivate you in the Sunday school, Sabbath school. They want to motivate you in the, the regular fellowship. And then they want to get some money. Then they want to let you go. That's it. And you watch the majority of the church is only a few going to come to Bible study. And the ones that come to Bible study, you might have half of them really is sincere. The other half just come just to say, I'm trying to get there. It needs to be more than that, believers. Peoples need to understand you that I'm speaking to. I'm not trying to be Lord. I'm not trying to be critical. I'm trying to tell you that we are living in the last of the last days. And since we are living in the last of the last day, we need to at least seek out why you are here. What is God's purpose for you? Everybody is not called to preach. You got some people that God want to use and want to be a blessing and want to be a deliverance in somebody's life. But we are not able to do that because we are all into the formalities. Let's go to this church. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then we go back home. Oh, I went. I I, I did a, my, the shortest feeling I did in my life out of all that I did. I can safely say uh, at least a hundred eulogies, um, about twenty-five, maybe uh, no forty-something weddings. But the shortest eulogy that I did was a friend of mine's, and they said that they wanted. It to be uh, for 30 minutes. You only had 30 minutes, brother. That means they had one song, they had one uh, scripture, and then they turned it into me, and then they had a prayer after me. That was it. Now, let me tell you something. I thought, wow, that's a good way to go because you didn't have these people all of a sudden now they want to say this and say that, but they weren't studying you when you was all around. They weren't studying this, they weren't studying that, but then we want to get up, get up and make them feel like, oh, they in heaven when we, and the preachers lie to the people. I don't know why they do that. Tell the people that why they in the church, that they walking around, they looking at us, and if you knew them, they, they were saying, I don't want to come back here. And then they'll go to the grave site and commit the body to the ground and say, waiting for the general resurrection. And nobody says nothing about that. The man just literally lied to him in the church, then went right outside and say, waiting for that day of the resurrection. They don't tell the people, we're waiting, uh, we're believing, they're resting, they're in sleep. They're in, uh-uh, we don't do that. They, it's confused, people. It's confused because nobody is trying to be somebody that touch the hem of the garment of the Lord to get a direction on God. It's too many people is losing out. And we're losing out while we are going to church. Of course, we know the Bible teaches that people that we think going to be there ain't going to be there. And the one that we think going to be there ain't going to be there. And the one that we think ain't going to be there, they'll wind up being there. You know why? Because they was ignorant to the truth. And the little truth that they had, they was trying to live it. They might have didn't have the right truth, but the little bit that they had, they was trying to put it in force. So let me say to you today, if you say that God have called you, if you say 
that God has chose you for such a time as this. Why won't you be willing to be different? Why won't you be willing to stand out from everybody else? Why are you continuing going in that same format? You're doing what everybody else is doing. You're saying what everybody else is saying. You're making it look good and everybody praising you. But in reality, you're not doing anything for the Lord. And you know you're not. And you know you're not. We're not talking about what people say. You say, well, how can I do better, brother? Well, come back to the Bible. Come back and seek the word of God. Come back and pray earnestly. God, I want to be your servant. I don't want to be a part of religion. I don't want to show this and show that. I just want to be all that you call me to be. That's what we need to be. So guess what? It's too late for me now to say what I should have did, could have, should have, would have, when my children is grown. But they can look at me now and say, one thing about daddy, he ain't compromised. My grandchildren can say to me now, one thing about daddy, he ain't about the church building. He's about righteousness. He's about the word of God going forth. This is what I want to see because I don't want, I don't cause enough people to miss out. Their blood going to be required of my hand. I constantly pray, Lord, forgive me for putting so much emphasis on building and not on salvation. This is what I want people to be able to do. Touch the hem of the garment and be somebody, not just anybody. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you in all that you're doing. Deal with that heart of those that have heard the word today. Those that are not saved, God, but they are being, they are going through a formality. God, I ask you to convict their heart, enable them to seek out your will, your way in their lives. And God, we just thank you for what you're going to do. And that one, that's one that is not saved today. Prick their heart and let them know, God, it don't have to be a building. It don't have to be the peoples around them. But if they call upon you, you will hear and answer them at this time because of the fact that they are listening to such a thing, such a word as coming forth today. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, believers, in closing, it's time out for this. It really is. It's time for us to be real. Knowledge is exploding. Oh, man, we can pick up the computer and find anything you want to find. And we can do this and we can do that, but we can't get this relationship. We can't get this relationship padded down. And you know why we can't get this relationship padded down? Because we are not lifting up the word. We are not holding the word up. We are not letting the word know. Uh, We're not letting God know, I love your word. And since we are not letting him know this, then this is the turmoil. This is why we got turmoil like we got. We got it because we are not really taking the word of God serious. And it's time to take it serious. It's time to grab hope and touch the hem of the garment and be somebody. Not just physical he uh, garment, but to touch the word of God. Love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling me at 404-293-7557. That's 
293-7557. Or you can visit us, our website. We would love for you to do so. Amen. We update it all the time. So guess what? Visit the website, brotherware.org. Uh, brotherjamesware.org. I'm sorry. Brotherjamesware.org. We would love to hear from some of you that been saying you was going to write us, you was going to call us. Make it a point to do so. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina. 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E A S L E Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 